Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Let's get back to the games. We've got the Saints and the Vikings. Saints were two-and-a-half-point favorites uh, earlier. Now they are three-point favorites at the Vikings with a total of 41. Joe, how are you playing it? So we know the Saints' defense is strong. Uh, third and success rate against the run, you can never do that. Just overall, uh, they're a tough unit. And, you know, they've had their issues from time to time. But most weeks, they're one of the better defenses viewed as top five overall. Don't look now, but all that chatter in the first month or so is way gone on the Vikings. And it's not that they're an average defense. It's that they're damn good. It, it took a little bit of time. But, you know, you know, all the attention goes to everything going on offense with the Jefferson injury. And by the way, he, he comes out and he says, I want to be 100% before I return. So even though he is getting limited practices in this week, it doesn't sound like he's going to be back. Uh, of course, with the Dobbs story and the Cousins injury and some of the other injuries going on in offense, K.J. Osborne, uh, you know, he missed a game. Um, they, that get, that's like it's all the attention because you have the head coach that's the offensive-minded guy and shows like us, we're, we're talking about, hey, is there a path for O'Connell for coach of the year? Do they have to win the division and all that? I'm not paying attention to what's happening with that defense. Like just overall, and I'm not saying trending or what they've done in the last month. You look at that defense overall, they're a top 10 defense according to the numbers. They're 10th in, in uh, defensive DVOA. Last month, they've been number six. EPA per play. So you got to give Flores a lot of credit. What's going on here. And guys, I, um, I look to the total. I'm going to play under, doesn't this seem like an under game with Carr against Dobbs and these two strong defenses. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to play the under 41. I like that. Ah, this feels like a Viking spot for me again. I mean, New Orleans has been very disappointing against the spread this season. And I think Josh Dobbs more time to prepare. We're going to get more out of him. And this can be, you know, an offensive roster, obviously Justin Jefferson still missing, but he returned to practice. Um, so hopefully he'll come back soon. But um, I think this should be a very competitive Vikings team. And I like them to cover this number. I'm also going to side with the Vikings here in large part because when we're analyzing the Saints defense, there aren't a whole lot of examples this year when they were going up against mobile quarterbacks. And Dobbs, yeah, his all-encompassing quarterback numbers haven't been great. But one thing you can say about him is he's got wheels. And so I wanted to look for examples where the mm. Saints defense was going up against mobile quarterbacks and see how they did when they took off scrambles, designed runs, all of that stuff. Dating back to last year, the Saints have a defensive success rate of 49.2% against quarterback runs, both scrambled and designed. That's the 10th worst in the NFL, folks. There is also the matter of Derek Carr, who does throw deep at one of the higher rates in the NFL. And, mm -hmm. Joe, you mentioned how great Brian Flores has been developing this defense over time, maintaining that blitz rate while also making sure that secondary is more than comfortable going up against good receivers. And, look, Here's another example where they may be able to clamp down Derek Carr, who you know is going to try and chuck it, especially when he sees a fifth, maybe even a sixth oncoming pass rusher. So in that respect, yes, and under 41 makes it. Mean, it's funny that you have a total of 41, uh, and we're considering that a slightly higher total. So definitely the under yeah. makes sense just as far as context. But more importantly than that, 
I think the Viking side is the play here. I think the line is moving in the wrong direction. Carr will try and force the ball into difficult situations. So I wouldn't be surprised if he throws an interception in a game like this, or there are a lot of errant throws where drives are stalling, uh, especially on say third and short. And you're like, why did you throw the ball there? You just needed to get a first down. I expect Saints fans will be saying that a few times in a game like this. And it's funny when I was talking to my friends at WWL yesterday that they love to point out the bad history the Saints have with the Minnesota Vikings regular season and playoffs. And there's always a discomfort when the Saints have to take on the Vikings. And I suspect that will continue this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with that. It's um, I, I just, when I, I did consider the Vikings in the spot and the point spread now makes a lot more sense. Now that we got to three, when it was sitting at two and a half, I found Eh, it, it a little bit troublesome, but uh, how do you feel about a Minnesota teaser? Getting to that eight and a mm. half, nine range. Ooh, it's a lower I love total, that. but you would think at home, like, are the Saints going to go up there by double digits? I, I think the Vikings can win outright. So I love that yeah. in a teaser. Mm-hmm. The, it, the other it's thing not about the, the true Saints long thing- teaser, but yeah. Yeah. It was, and now it isn't at the moment. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> you know, it's just right. Like, if it bounces back the other direction, then pouncing on it right when that happens, that's definitely the play to me, Aaron. Yeah, and Joe was talking about both these defenses being really good. The Saints have 18 takeaways tied for an NFL best, but you look at a Dobbs interception, he doesn't have a ton in such a small sample size, but it's like minus 145 or something crazy like that. So pass for me. Get you a significant other the way Pete Carmichael loves Alvin Kamara. He uses him early. He uses him often. He uses him late. We know this. No matter the defense, Alvin Kamara is going to get a bunch of carries and a bunch of targets. So when it comes to props in this game, anything that involves tailing Alvin Kamara's, you know, say rushing attempts, receptions anything like that should be fine here i settled on over 51 and a half rushing yards i think that works here but i think anything involving camara as far as props are concerned should be just fine here joe yep yeah i don't i don't have a problem with that yeah they target him so much uh they didn't need him a lot last week so it felt like that's why uh he didn't get as many looks but probably going to be a closer game than what they they were dealing mm-hmm. with uh yeah, so I, I could agree with that. Let's move on now to Packers and Steelers. Pittsburgh's three-point favorites. We've got a low total of 39. Joe, how do you see this playing out? Yeah, it's an awful quarterback matchup. That's why we're seeing so many low totals. That's why unders are hitting at such a high rate. You've got Love against Pickett. Like Jordan Love finally ended his, what was it, five-game interception streak uh, that ended last week because mm-hmm. he didn't have to pass because going against Mark Rippon, who the, the Rams just like, get out of our face, please. Like, just leave the organization. We don't want you here. You were so terrible. Get out. And that's exactly what they decided to do. So is that going to continue? He's going to have another game where he doesn't throw a pick uh, against this defense on the road? Pittsburgh? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Look, Pittsburgh's the only play for me as far as a side. It's the only one I would consider. Uh, the hook is gone. So now that we're at three, I don't think it's the worst look in the world. 
But I just, I do have a fundamental problem with laying points with Kenny Pickett and laying a field goal with Kenny Pickett is always a tough look for me. But Love should have his struggles here. And and I'm back to it. I mean, the Packers are middle of the road defense. They're okay. But uh, the Steelers are top 10 and trending up. A lot of undersigns here. I feel like it's another yeah, under under matchup with this poor quarterback play. I agree with you. I think the Steelers and their ability to generate pressure, it's going to make it a very tough day at the office for Jordan Love. So his passing prop is all over the place. 212, 214, 216 and a half. Whatever it is, maybe under, but that is a low number already. Maybe to get an interception. Are you guys looking at Jordan Love uh, to have a bad game anyways to uh, bet on that? Jordan Love to throw an interception on BetMGM is minus 190. Woo! Okay. That is... That is... That is Bentley expensive. How about both? Oh, by the way, my Jordan Love rushing prop did not hit last week. We were on a nice little run. Only seven rushing yards last week. Yeah, I'm I'm off. No more. (laughs) It was going to end at some point. Yeah. By the way, Kenny Pickett to throw a pick, uh, minus 135. So... You will be uh, paying a steep price if you believe that interceptions will be thrown in a game like this. And interceptions will be thrown in a game like this because both Mm -hmm. defenses have been playing well. Both defenses do have superstars in this contest. You know, as long as the Steelers defense is clamping down on intermediate and deep throws, which I think Jordan Love loves to air on the side of, uh, especially when he's under siege, I think the Steelers will be just fine. But look, the Packers defense... It's been great, too. Rashawn Gary averaging a career high in pressure rate. Carrington Valentine, uh, if you haven't heard of him, he's covering like a blanket out there. Jair Alexander, I know he's taken a step back. He may not be out there, but I wonder if one of the reasons why he's taken a step back is if it's something physical. So maybe taking a game off just so they can evaluate him, figure out what's wrong. That may be what he needs so he can get back to form. But this is a deal where both quarterbacks are going to struggle going up against two solid defenses. And inherently, you have questions about them to begin with. So, you know, other than under passing yard props, interception props, I don't know what you do with this game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going under. I could see, I could see a Pittsburgh defensive touchdown. Honestly, mm-hmm. if you, <laughs> you just see it, you just see a strip sack from Wad and somebody rumbles in something, something like that. But you're right. That, that interception prop is uh, tough to bet on the love side. There is a minus one Oh eight out there on Pickett, So it's, that's pretty close to even money. Uh, if you end up shopping around, but, I'm going to Steelers seven and one to the under this season. Like so many teams. Uh, That's my play here. That's my only play. Steelers fans deserve better than a game like this. Terrible towels deserve better than this. They'll take the win and move to six and three. I think they're fine with that. (laughs) Isn't it? That is nuts. I I mean, that team. I mean, what is it? They're getting outgained in, in just about every game, and they're still, you know, every game. touting a winning record. That could happen been again every here. Yeah. Yep. That could absolutely happen again where Jordan Love outguns Kenny Pickett, but because of a defensive touchdown or something of the sort, they win again. 
special team, mm-hmm. short field, whatever it is. But yeah, that that feels highly likely. Likely, actually. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, John Daigle shares all of his favorite prop plays for Week Ten. That's right here on the BetQL Network.